Hey, Jeff. Thanks for your great content. I'm a balanced dog trainer in New York. One of my client's dogs attacked her badly after going through an extensive e-collar conditioning program at my wit's end. Food aggression. Happened while feeding. Dog got agitated after he heard someone outside the door. That's a problem. So that's, you know, whether, whether, no matter what the training, no matter what the training is, no matter what the resource was for that dog to attack its owner because it heard a noise is that makes that dog not safe. So resource guarding is easy to fix. That can be fixed in about five seconds. Um, It's so funny when people say that. Geez, that's a hell of a cocky claim. It's like, well, when you do it thousands of times successfully, mm-hmm. you can make these cocky claims. Yeah. And then people say, well, you might have been doing it wrong thousands of times. I'm like, no, it actually works. Just because you can't the worst do it. resource guarding. Just because you can't do it, that doesn't mean we can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's always just, it's always funny, the comments that we get when we make stuff like that. Resource guard, stopping resource guarding is easier to do than stopping, I'm sorry, than training the sit command, at least for me. And I know how to train sit. I'm just saying. So that's a conversation that you'd be like, do you really want to live with this dog? Do you really want to live with this dog? Do you really want to live with a dog that would maul you or attack you because it heard a sound? And there was food around. So this is one of those things where fix it or the dog goes. But I don't work with a dog, so it's not easy for me to say. But I'm just saying, though, you know, you know, just in general, you have a lot of people out there that are like, well, I'll be careful next time. I'm like, you want to be that you want to walk on eggshells like that around your dog, knowing your dog would harm you. So next. Good evening to you. Good ap- oh, excuse me. Good afternoon to us out here in Petaluma, California. Just finished a bunch of private consults. Went to the gym, ate a quick meal, didn't do the show, and then we got meat for dinner um, with our hosts. Um, a little consulting with them, so we're excited about that. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is Joel. Um, we do a Q&A show three times a week. Um, tonight is going to be a 90-minute uh, show, and we're out here from beautiful Petaluma, California, which is um, north of San Francisco, staying in a beautiful Airbnb. It's fantastic out here. Great weekend we had out here at uh, the, 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 the seminar. Almost 60 people were out here. Um, you can go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com to see more of what we do as far as um, the seminars. Um, you can also go to sallycaninetraining.com. Uh, my seminar series is pretty much problem solving. Pretty much people come there for me to help fix a problem, stop a behavior. The Q&A show that we're on right now on YouTube Live and thank you, YouTube Live. And then also thank you, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, um, all the Google um, sound platforms. Um, uh, that's also pretty much uh, problem solving as well and Q&A as well. And what happens is um, at our training center, we do everything because dogs come in pretty raw as well as really badly behaved. But that's a board and train program where we're, we're fully off-leash training the dogs historically, rehabbing aggression, rehabbing leash reactivity, um, stopping a lot of behaviors. But we're also dealing with a lot of obedience. So we, we talk more about rewards. On this show, we pretty much don't talk much about rewards. 
because everyone wants me to stop a behavior and you can't stop a behavior with a reward. If that's what you're being told, you're being lied to. Redirecting a behavior is pretty much like saying yes. Again, that rarely works. Um, so what you're going to hear from us is the truth. We're also big advocates of tools. So we actually food train. So we food train dogs. We clicker train dogs. That's how we train what we want. In order to stop what we want, we need to now learn how to apply a punisher. And that's what everybody is missing and nobody's talking about. And 90% of dog trainers actually do not do. So what do we use for punisher? It could be anything, anything that's intolerable to the dog. You could have a prong collar, a shock collar slash remote collar, a bonker. There's many things you can do. Um, so you're going to hear us talk about that as well, but you won't hear me talk about science. That I won't do because that's just from people that want to sound smart, that but actually don't know what they're doing. So Joel asks the questions. I give the answers. There is a top chat button down at the bottom. People have been asking like, um, how can I thank you for all the free video, free videos you've got? I've got a couple thousand of them on there. Well, probably up to about 30,000 posts on social media since I started. And, um, or also your question goes to the top of the queue and you get it answered right away, but you do not have to pay to play. Like we get through almost every question. Some days we get through them all. Some days we can't, but boy, do we try our best. Next. Start. Scattered Storm took you way too seriously the last show. She has a seven-part question because you told her to write a book. Yeah, so, but but don't write me the book. Did I say to write me the book? I didn't say to write me the book. So I'll answer the third part. So skip the first, skip the second, go right to the third. Okay. Um, the dog came over. <laughs> the llamas warned it repeatedly. You can start from the beginning. Scattered Llamas? Llamas and dogs. Okay. So Scattered Storm, do a Skype. Next. Do you want me to read her? Yes, not? read her okay. question, but this is so, it. We're, cut, we're cutting her off. I have a crazy story. You said write a book, so here I go. My sister does 4-H llamas, and yep. today she found out how her llama destroyed the neighbor's dog two months ago. This dog kept coming over. The llama's owners kept warning the dog's owners to not let the dog over because llamas are used as livestock guardians because of their notorious hate for canines. Yes, they are. The owners dismissed the warnings. Every time the dog came over, the llamas warned it repeatedly to leave. The dog ignored the warnings. Finally, the biggest llama stomped it, crushed its face, broke many bones. It was a bloodbath. Yep. The llama's owners went to the dog's house to tell them that, sure enough, the dog had been horribly attacked, just as they had predicted. The owners dismissed it and said something along the lines of, well, the dog had cancer and was going to die in a few months anyway. There you go. The dog died two months later. I don't understand why it wasn't simply euthanized. Moral of the story, every dog owner ought to know. It's a 50-50 risk to allow strange people and dogs to interact with your dog. Yep. It's a hundred times worse to assume that a llama is friendly, even if the llama has been worked with extensively. They're all dog aggressive and won't stop till the dog isn't getting up. Yeah. I didn't know that. Llamas are dog... Go figure that. So, what? there you go. But guess what? That owner is not mean or abusive. But we are because we throw towels at dogs. Hmm. Next. Michelle Anderson. Good evening, Jeff and Linda. Hey. Mrs. Gelman Monday. Okay, no Mrs. Gelman Monday. Surprise! <laughs> It's me. So I'm out here in Petaluma on the road. It's Joelle. Next. <laughs> you didn't already know that. Right. Scattered Storm. Owners went to the dogs. I already read that. Yep. Michelle says, Happy Canada Day to all the Canadian fans. Oh, that's right. Happy Canada Day. I forgot about that. Next. Smokin' Lugnut. Hey, Jeff. I'm a new follower, and I've been watching every video of yours for the last few days, and I just wanted to say thank you for all you do. 
Awesome. Thank you for being a fan. Thank you for following and thank you for jumping on the show. I really appreciate you. Next. Michelle. Oops, sorry, Joelle. It's all good, Michelle. It's okay. It's okay. Classic mistake. Michelle, or Melissa says, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Melissa. How are you? Love you. Marnie Cool Dog says, hi. Marnie Cool Dog. I know you in the flesh now. Marnie Cool Dog. So cool. So Marnie Cool Dog, people have seen her on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on the Q&A for a long, long, long time. A lot of direct messages, a lot of comments, a lot of likes. And here she is, little Marnie Cool Dog, sitting in the front row at the seminar in Petaluma, not even saying a word, didn't even come up to us. Sounds like someone I know. I didn't get a hug till day two. <laughs> I didn't even get an introduction till day two. Okay, I didn't get an introduction either. Yeah. Nothing. I had to walk up to her. I'm like, Marnie, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> Next. Victor, can I train my 18-week-old dog to place outside? Um, yeah, it's yeah. It's 18 weeks old. Is, is you can start the process, leash on the dog, tons of food, start the process, and don't get frustrated that the dog cannot do it for long periods of time and around distractions. I suggest you start it inside though first. Massive amounts of food protocols. You should be training sit, down, place, tons of recall training, lots of structure in that dog's life. Next, Ari. If I was going to come to North America for a seminar, is there a city you'd recommend? West Coast is closer, but East Coast is more appealing. Las Vegas or Providence. Next. Rosie. Hi, I saw a video where you said you had to put down three dogs. Is that correct? What I made? What made you decide that was the best decision? What was the last straw that pushed you to do it? Also, you guys are great. Because they were they were not safe. And I'm not a fool. And one of them, I was a fool. I kept alive too long. Because I'm not because I'm not some you know, I, I've got I've got a heart of gold, but I'm not stupid. That's why. Because when you've got a dog that is not safe around your family, as far as humans or your dogs or the community, you kill them. It's just the way it is. And it's like, did I give the dog a chance? Numerous chances. Did I rehab the dog? I did my best. But they weren't safe enough. They weren't safe enough. Like, this concept that... Every dog could be saved. It's like every dog deserves a chance if, if there's somebody that's knowledgeable enough to give it that chance and if the family has the budget for it. But, like, some dogs shouldn't be alive. These three dogs should not have been alive at all. They weren't safe. It was, it was, it was a simple decision. That didn't make it easy, and I don't do it nonchalant, and I cried my eyes out. But, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rational human being, and you don't have unsafe dogs on your property, living with you. So, now, if you've got yourself a dog killer, and it never will leave your property, and you don't take it for walks, um, and there's no other dogs in your house, and it's great with humans, Fine. If you've got a dog that is fine with all of the family members, fine with your kids, but not good with strangers, but it doesn't meet strangers, and you put it away when guests come over, fine. But there's always that what if. What if. But these dogs just weren't safe enough. One of them wasn't safe around me, that which means they also weren't safe around any of my family. And... The other two were not safe around my dogs or the dogs on my property. That's it. Simple. Next. Uh, 
Caproza. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming to California. Cindy Miller. Guys, we might be coming back before the end of the year. Okay, for all the people that missed a ticket, because this sold out in Petaluma, put pencil in December. Pencil in December. All right? Wink, wink. We'll, we'll let you know by the end of this week. Next. St. Lee. Hi, guys. How can I make sure I have consistent, proper skin contact with my mini educator? I have an Aussie longer fur, not too thick. I've watched your videos on e-collar, but still issues. Thanks. So look into the thick fur contact points. Get the bungee collar. Make sure that it's nice and snug. Very snug. And um, you might have to go like this a little bit to make sure it makes contact. Next. Tara, 22-month-old Dobie spayed one month ago. Now she treats six-month-old male Dobie badly. All of a sudden, she's no longer tolerant with him, always snapping at him. She doesn't seem like she's in pain at all. How, how old is the dog? Um, 22 months old. And the other dog is how old? Six months old. So the other dog is probably becoming just a big pain in the ass. Before it was cute, now it's not. So the dog's doing what the dog does, which is saying, get the Frank Sinatra away from me. If, it, if, the, if the younger dog doesn't get the idea, then you need to step in before it's a dog fight. Next. Rosie, also my dog, always gets more aggressive when she's in heat. She won't even let me near her. She'll growl, try to bite. Any tips would fixing her solve that or what, what should I do to correct it? Okay, well, number one, yes, dogs that are in heat can be more aggressive around other dogs. But that dog should not be aggressive around you, the owner. Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. And for anybody to say, well, dogs in heat get more aggressive, not around their owners are they allowed to. Whether they do or not is not is not the, 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 the issue. They're not allowed to. Like, like, I'm your owner. Like, cut it out. So you correct the behavior. So you have to learn how to correct, you know, aggression towards you. So what do you do? And if someone says, oh, spay the dog. It's like, you know what? The dog still might have problems because... No dog should be aggressive towards its owner. Um, so what do you what do you do? Learn how to apply a proper punisher. It's not a, just a one thing. You probably want to do a Skype with me, but you want to be able to make sure you're knowledgeable about remote collars and about how to use a bonker. For starters, make sure you've got tons of structure in that dog's life. Um, that dog is being crated at night. You're holding that dog accountable for a lot of other behaviors, and you're working your ass off when it's not in heat as well. None of those things will fix it, but you, you got to do that stuff anyway. And if you and you need, you're going to need some one-on-one -on -one guidance next. Debbie, thank you for all you do. Watch every video. Awesome. I need you to speak up louder. It's so hard to sit close. Okay, to then this. I'll move this closer. Yep. Scattered storm says sorry. Frowny face. I don't care, scattered storm. I'm busting your balls. All hail Aloria. I need help training my German Shepherd Husky puppy. He's going to be six months, and I'm training him to be a service dog. Okay. So. Okay. Hold on. There's more. Okay. I've tried being nice, mean, strict, and just chooses not to listen. Your learning to heal videos are great. I got a prong collar, and he's phenomenal at it now, but I need him to focus and check in on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, for starters, let's do this. Mean, strict, like, 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 you should be being mean to your dog. Like, in strict, you should have structure, and it does work. You just haven't let it play out long enough. So this is, there's no, you, you also have, you have, you have a six-month-old dog. You have a six-month-old dog. How long have you been working on your training program? And self-training a service dog, number one, this dog might not be a service dog candidate. Most dogs are not qualified to be service dogs. 
no matter how bad you want it to be. It's actually a lot of it's up to the dog, but then also your skill set. So, but it's a six-month-old dog. The dog can't go into service probably till it's almost two years old. So what you need to do is start with all the basics. Watch my videos. But when you're using words like strict and mean and like there's 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 something missing. There's something missing there. So start with massive amounts of structure. Train your dog on all the basic obedience. Understand how to do a reward. Understand how to apply a punisher to stop unwanted behavior. It's only six months old, so there's only a certain level of obedience it's going to have, which is based on the dog's age, but also on your skill set. And then, um, I mean, start with that. But if you're self-training a service dog, that's a huge amount of work. Next. Kaylee J, just hopping on to say, hey, Jeff and Joelle, have to watch the, re- the replay of this one. Hope the seminar was great as always. Seminar was fantastic. We'll see you on the replay, Kaylee J. Melissa posted the link to the seminar dates and locations. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. All hail Aloria. He learns very quickly, but can be stubborn and quite frankly, just wants to do whatever he wants. I feel like he doesn't take me seriously and takes advantage of me. Okay. I've tried being nice, mean, strict. Yes, we already read that oh, one. Okay. Enough. Again. Um, Debbie. Jeff, I put down a dog today that wasn't safe. I tried, bottom line, human dog. Yep. There you go. It's simple. It sucks. It's never, it's never easy at all, but it's the right decision to make. Next. Emily, what is your favorite training treat? Um... Uh, we don't use training treats. We use, and the training treat you use doesn't matter at all um, as far as the results you're going to get. We, we use the dog's daily food for, uh, for, for training. So a training treat has got zero, zero value to how successful you will be with your training program. Um, so it really, really, it really, really doesn't matter. Next. Melissa posted a link to book a Skype with you. Awesome. Um, Debbie says, tears and lessons. Yep, absolutely. All hail Aloria. He's supposed to, but he just won't do that, and I work with him daily. Last thing, he's very skittish around strangers. Doesn't bark or lunge. He jumps out of his skin if they come up behind him or walk past Mm -hmm. or pet him. All in all, he's very curious about literally everything, so when someone's minding their business, he will sniff them. The second they make any movement or noise, he runs away. Mm -hmm. I've been doing public access so that he's not so skittish. Okay. So, again, these are all qualities of not being a service dog. So just to give you a heads up, so that doesn't mean it can't change. I don't know your skill set, and I'm not going to be able to train your service dog in training on this platform. But all I'm saying is we have videos on all of this stuff. This is just a quick Q&A thing where you can get short answers, but you've got a, you've got a nervous, skittish dog, which, it, which disqualifies them to be a service dog, frankly. But also, your also dog might be going through a fear stage, so you want to understand that fear stage. But again... Structure, slow down, be methodical, be methodical. Next. Um, Jessic, dear Jeff, separation anxiety. Our dog is in the cage every day. Even when we're home, as we leave house, he lies down but squeaks after 10 minutes and tries to escape. Mm-hmm. The collar helps or we use the bonker, which works, but after 10 minutes, again, escape. What mm-hmm. more can we do? We can do a lot. You set the dog up, you get a video camera, you get a video camera. And you get a remote collar, and you leave the house, and you set up the remote co- the, the video camera. And when your dog tries to get a s- escape after this ten minutes, you correct it. Also, what's the rest of your day look like? What I mean by that is, are you doing duration work? Are you holding your dog accountable for even the smallest things outside of the crates? Do you have a lot of structure and routine in your dogs in your dog's world? All of those things matter. Next. Um, Tommy says hi, guys. Hey, Tommy. 
Caitlin, will you ever come to San Antonio, Texas? I know you have a seminar in Austin in September, but that's about a one-hour drive, and my car isn't very trustworthy in that long of a drive. Who said that? Oh, boy. Caitlin. Caitlin? Sure. Tell me your address. I'll do a seminar next door to your house. I'll set up on your front lawn and do a seminar. Caitlin, it's an hour drive. Rent a car. Get a, Go with a friend. It's an hour away. Most people drive six to eight hours to my seminar. I will not be coming to San Antonio. I won't. Come to me. Go with a friend that has a reliable car. Rent a car for the weekend for $26 a day. Come up to the seminar. Your life will change. Okay? But I won't, there's no plans to come in San Antonio for 2019 or 2020 whatsoever. Next. St. Lee says, thanks. You're welcome. Debbie, I needed this message today. Thank you, Jeff. Made it a bit easier. I know I made the right choice now. Damn yeah, right you made the right choice. Next. Vegan power couple. Hi, guys. I'm going to be fostering a dog soon. Can I apply some structure and rules to him as my own dog? Meaning, can I use bonker e-collar prong right away if bad behaviors are present? Any other tips? Unless you want the dog to have bad behaviors. So, treat yes. Treat the dog. But this is the thing. When all, all the folks out there that are fostering dogs, it's not your job to shower them with love. And this rubs people the wrong way. But it's not. It's your job to, to put structure into that dog's life, to work on its household commands, to get to figure out what's up with that dog so when it finds a home, you can give a true assessment to the new owners. It's not your job to fall in love with the dog. It's not your job to build a relationship with the dog. It's your job to get that dog to a really good place to, so it can find a home. Next. Rachel, when my friends bring their dogs over, my dog growls and snaps at their dogs when they try to come into my bedroom. Is she trying to set boundaries? Is this inappropriate? Should I punish her? Well, why would other people's dogs be coming into your bedroom? So now you've got, you just need to set up boundaries for yourself. That's what you need to do. So, you know, every dog can't get along with other dogs. So, but yes, you can correct that behavior. But the big question is, why do you want other people's dogs in your bedroom? The last place I would want anybody's dog is in my bedroom. So get your dog out of the bedroom. Number one, your dog is actually resource guarding the bedroom. So get your own personal dog out of the bedroom. Put it in a crate in a common room. Um, at night and when you're not home and apply some structure and then absolutely you're going to role play correcting your dog for um for doing that but this is it this is not just one thing the issue is you know traveling the world and doing uh, you know 25 seminars a year and and so far i've had 3,000 people in my seminars a lot of folks there's a lot of missing links that we're missing when it comes to dog ownership and a lot of folks, what they're doing is they're being reactive instead of proactive. So they don't have a good plan in place on literally, I'm going to take this dog who I need to shape into a well-behaved, trained dog, and I'm going to start at step one and go all the way through. And I've got videos on this. I've got videos on this. So now you've got a dog that listens to you when it's on leash and off leash, listens to you in the house, listens to you outside, understands what you want it to do, and absolutely understands what you don't want it to do. Therefore, you need to set up a good reward system, but more important than a reward system is a good punishment system. And that doesn't include yelling or screaming. Like, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to yell at my dog. Like, we don't yell at dogs. 
I don't, you don't need a deep voice. You don't need to yell. You don't, you don't do, I need to do any of that stuff. That's, 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 that's not what punishment is. That's why we love tools. You can be calmly just say no and apply a punisher to a dog. So, but think, just think about the concept of like all these dogs in your bedroom and why would you want that next? Mm, uh-oh. Careful there. I That's know, the camera. There's not a lot of room on here. Okay. Um, do, do, do. Rachel, I already read that. Yep. Frank, hello, Jeff. I'm still around and still watching your very informative chats, etc. Thanks again. P.S. I met you in Kelowna. Oh, awesome. Holy moly. What's going on? How are you, Frank? I'll be um, Frank Bush. I'll be in uh, Vancouver coming up. Next. Joan. Maybe I'm doing it wrong, but using the bonker, my 18-month-old Great Dane is not reacting to it well. I bonk him when he growls at my daughter, and when I bonk him, he then growls at me. You're probably doing it wrong. You might, might not be doing it firm enough. Are you saying no and then bonking? Also, it might not be the tool for you. You might want to do a remote collar. Next. All hail, Aloria. Sorry about all of that. I had to copy and paste everything I wrote. I appreciate your answers to my questions. I will watch more of your videos because they've helped a lot. You're awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Jamie. Next. My 15-week-old puppy is trying to play tug with his leash on the walk. Should I bonk him for it? Um, you probably were better off just using a pet convincer. Just get a pet convincer. You could bonk the dog for that, but it's hard to bonk in public. But a little pet convincer, which is the compressed air, you can also do a little fi- a finger poke, finger poke like that. Um, it's very, very common that, that dogs do that. What I don't want you to do is pull, because then now you're really playing tug of war. Next. Scaredy Floof. I'm moving to Austin and would love to go to the seminar if it's not sold out by that time, if I can afford it. Um, maybe I can help you get there, Caitlin, if you still need it. Awesome. That's, so nice. That's really nice. Um, uh, it will not be sold out. Working spots might be sold out, but the audit spots won't. We can fit a lot of people in there. Usually working spots do sell out of my seminars, um, but, it's, but, it, but it's not sold out. So it's very nice if you to offer a ride to Caitlin. Next. Sandra, have you guys had dogs that don't respond to a bonker? I've tried with my 15-month-old puppy, but he just thinks it's a game. He responds to the e-caller, but I'd like to have another way to correct him. So, no, we have not, but I'm sure it happens. But if your dog thinks it's a game, you're not bonking right. You're not bonking right. The last thing your dog should think the bonker is, is a game. I've got a very, very descriptive video on how to bonk a dog um, on my YouTube channel. Next. Kelly, hey guys, what are realistic increments of time to work up so that my dog can eventually do a three-hour downstay in place? Um, th- you, what you want to do is you want to do a couple hundred repetitions of place. So teaching the dog what place is, having the dog go to place, having the dog lie down in place, having the dog lie down with its head down in place, and then you want to do that a bunch of times, which is practical because the dog should be in place probably when you're just hanging. Like right now, watching the show, your dog could be in place. In fact, for all the people out there that are, whose dogs are in place or in down and you're watching the show, take a video. I mean, take a take a video or take a photo of it, put it up on your IG stories, and then tag us and we'll repost it. Um, and then what you can also do is the magic, though, is going to be the correction. Dogs hold commands once they understand what a correction is. So more rewards does not guarantee us um, uh, uh, longer duration. Applying a punisher for breaking a command, I don't want to say the word guarantee, um, but that's going to get you a three, four, five hour command. Next. Ooh, that's it right now. Really? Mm-hmm. What is it, a weird day or something? It's early. It's Monday. I don't know if the notification oh, no. went out. Yeah, not a lot of people on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we can always do a short show. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We got things to do. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see. What's after this? We fly back to Providence tomorrow. Flying to Boston. Then we go to Providence. We've got, uh, but we've got a new intern. A new intern just started. Zoe. She came out from Texas. She's going to be doing about twenty hours a week with um, Joelle on social media. Forty hours a week um, um, at, at the training center. Living on property. Um, she's doing a great job. Um, what else is going to be happening? Girl gets her sutures out on the 5th um, from her surgery, which means that I can start swimming her, which will be nice for her rehab. So she had cruciate surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be that'll be great. Um, ben, if you're watching, thanks, buddy, for taking such a great, great care thanks, of all ben. of our dogs. But the rest of the staff, I know you helped as well. Ben, thanks for doing all the activities with them. We really, really appreciate it. Proud of you. Proud of all your hard work. Rest of the staff of the company, you guys are killing it. I'm seeing the videos. Um, I'm hearing from clients. Um, I'm really proud of my staff um, over at Solid Canine Training. Um, they're doing a really, really great job. Um, it's just a fa- it's fantastic to have a staff that's just really together. Really, it makes it a lot easier for us it's to been travel. A long time coming. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. But we've worked hard on that. Like oh, yeah. we've worked hard to get to get this staff, mm-hmm. and it's constant. Like the staff gets constant training every week. There's always da- there's daily conversation. I know between Joelle and and, 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 the, and a lot of the staff as far as social media and as far as the training, um, any big picture stuff. I'm in contact with people on um, just really fantastic stuff. This was a great seminar. Photos from the seminar are, should go up probably not till tomorrow or the next day. Wednesday probably. I mean, I, the album's pretty much done. It's just a matter of getting good enough Wi-Fi to upload them all. Um, maybe at the uh, airport. We can stop at Starbucks sometimes. Yeah, Try. well, it depends. It all, it all, it all depends. There's so, gonna be a lot though. It's gonna take a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. Every once in a while, every once in a while, it's like, oh my god, why did that load so quick? Yeah. And then other times, it's like, oh my gosh. That took, that, took, that took forever. But we got a ton of photos, tons of video. We had two camera people there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're excited. So next is Buffalo. And then uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then actually Vancouver. T3, actually Buffalo. And then T3. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then Vancouver. It's funny because the Buffalo seminar is a Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> and then T3 starts Monday morning. And we're going to be in Buffalo Sunday night. So we'll be driving through the night to get to T3. So that should be interesting. It's almost like... Great. It's sort of like... I'll be driving the damn RV. That would be nice. I'm not doing that. No, I know you're not. Um, we'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. Um, it's been a crazy week, though. Jeez. Crazy week. It was just on Tuesday. I was buying a house on Tuesday and I haven't slept, you know. Just came <laughs> straight all. here. I know. Came straight here. Chronic so, fatigue. I know. I know. All right. What do we got? Mackenzie Jordan says, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, hey, Mackenzie. Hey, Mackenzie. How are you, hon? Holding on dog training. Hi, guys. Love your new puppy room. Thanks for all the advice and ideas. See you soon. Smoke free, so don't bust my chops. Great. Oh, have you quit already? Nice. About time, Ashley. So that means, Ashley, you're, you're having a lot of sex then. Stop. Don't put her on the spot like that on the show. Ashley, tell the truth. He makes you uncomfortable. Sex frequency has gone up. Just, Just tell the truth. I mean, yeah, most people probably want to kiss a non-smoker a lot more than a smoker. Yes. Next. Dominique. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for your great content. I'm a balanced dog trainer in New York. One of my client's dogs attacked her badly after going through an extensive e-collar conditioning program at my wit's end. Food aggression. 
Happened while feeding. Dog got agitated after he heard someone outside the door. That's a problem. So that's, you know, whether, whether, no matter what the training, no matter what the training is, no matter what the resource was for that dog to attack its owner because it heard a noise is that makes that dog not safe. So resource guarding is easy to fix. That can be fixed in about five seconds. Um, it's so funny when people say that. Geez, that's a hell of a cocky claim. It's like, well, when you do it thousands of times successfully, mm-hmm. you can make these cocky claims. Yeah. And then people say, well, you might have been doing it wrong thousands of times. I'm like, no, it actually works. Just because you can't the worst do it. resource guarding. Just because you can't do it, that doesn't mean we can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's always just it's always funny the comments that we get when we make stuff like that. Resource guard stopping resource guarding is easier to do than stopping than I'm sorry, than training the sit command. At least for me. And I know how to train sit. I'm just saying. So that's a conversation that you'd be like, Do you really want to live with this dog? Do you really want to live with this dog? Do you really want to live with a dog that would maul you or attack you because it heard a sound? And there was food around. So this is one of those things where fix it or the dog goes. But I don't work with a dog, so it's not easy for me to say. But I'm just saying, though, you know, you know, just in general, you have a lot of people out there that are like, well, I'll be careful next time. I'm like, you want to be that you want to walk on eggshells like that around your dog, knowing your dog would harm you. So next Emily, I've introduced a prong collar for my dog, but when I introduced any kind of pressure, she would just freeze. What do I do? Move. Move. Your dog doesn't know what to do. Be a leader and move. Next. Karen, is it best to audit the seminar if my dog is not particularly having any issues? Yeah. Yeah, but definitely go. Definitely go. So, you know, the thing is this is like we had we had a lot of auditors at this seminar um, and they learned just as much. And then you can always do a private with me on Mondays too, depending on what city. Some cities I can't do a, a private. Oh, by the way, guys, Vegas is coming up too. Vegas is going to be a good one. Mm. Vegas That's is going to be, be a goodie. Vegas is going to be a real good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to definitely all my all my Southern California peeps get out to Vegas next. Tori, watch your anxiety separation and applied over half the tips. Within three hours of consistent boundaries and following them, I see improvement. Yeah, separation anxiety is one of those things we'll usually fix in a day. Every once in a while, there's a dog that we don't, but it does. And then also, here's another thing. It's like, like people make these comments, and I'm like, yeah, but all these people that watch our free videos are fixing it too. So the the information is so accurate and correct, it's incredible. Next. Marnie Cool Dog, when are you going home? Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow we're leaving our Airbnb at like 9 or 10. We've got a 154 flight on JetBlue, San Francisco to Boston Direct. And um, I should see if actually Benjamin's around. <laughs> see if Benjamin wants to give us a ride back. Who? Benjamin, our Uber driver? Our Uber driver, Benjamin. Yeah. So, Benjamin. So when we came back, so I, I flew into um, my flight from Sarasota to Providence wasn't going to arrive until 3.15 a.m. And I had to be in Boston at, drive up to Boston, leave at 4 a.m. So I got a new flight to Boston Direct. I got in at 1 a.m. And then I was like, you know what? I got enough time to go home. So I took an Uber home with my driver, Benjamin. Um, I arrived home at 2 o'clock. 
And then I told him I was going to be going up to Boston the next morning. He's like, oh, I'll wait for you. I'm like, okay. He went to IHOP right by right by the company. Went yeah, to IHOP there. He got some coffee. And um, I just called him up. I'm like, hey, we're heading back to Boston. You ready? And he's like, yeah, ready to go. So he was 3.45 or 4, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, so After you had me and Linda rush around, packing your freaking bags, getting everything ready, Freaking out, thinking you weren't going to be coming back to Providence. And then he's like, I'm coming back to Providence. Okay. Glad it got all straightened out, though. And your shit was ready to go. And that was the a really good backup plan. It was. Because what would have happened if I wouldn't have made it back? Right. Yeah. Would have been shit out of luck. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> would have been wearing the same clothes for a week. Which is fine. Well, the clothes you just buy. Um, Monica says, greetings. Hey, Monica. Leaving town for 11 days. Um, found a person on Rover. She sounds good, but I'm worried about him getting bad habits. New yeah. dog. Better find a boarding facility kennel. Yep, yep. I'd be concerned about Rover. I mean, not to diss Rover, and I'm not going to say there's probably not good people on Rover. I'd be concerned. I would, I'd be concerned. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure there's great people, but... I would have somebody else check in on your dog occasionally as well. Next. Glenn, my Boston has started to drop to the ground when I use the prong collar. It feels as if it's causing her to shut down. Um, or your dog is confused. I don't know your skill set. I don't know how you introduce the collar to the dog. I don't know how long you've been working with it. I've seen dogs do that on slip leads. I've seen dogs do that on martingales. I've seen dogs do that on flat buckle collars. I've seen dogs do that on harnesses. So for anybody out there that says, well, the prong, the dog's doing it because it's the prong cow making the dog afraid. Okay, that's fine. But when then I tell you I've seen the dog do it on every tool out there, now what, what are you going to say? Or if I say to you, you don't like prong cowers, fantastic. What tool do you like? And then if someone says, oh, I like the easy walk harness, fine. Then I will say, which has happened, I've seen dogs also hit the ground on an easy walk harness. Does, does that mean the easy walk harness is shutting down the dog with your logic? No. It means the dog is objecting to the walk. Because I've seen thousands of thousands and thousands and thousands of dogs not hit the ground on a prong collar. So one story does not make the decision or policy or protocol or law like they're doing in some countries. So what I would do is, I don't know your skill set, but I would work the dog through it. And I do an east, west, north, south protocol. Head north, which is the direction you're heading in now. Pretend this forward motion is north. The dog hits the ground. Then go back, head south. Dog doesn't move. Head east, head west. And once that dog gets up and move, loop around Head back north and see if you can get the dog in movement. All you need to do is get that dog in movement. Next. Mackenzie, how do you apply to intern and is it available during the month of February? Our, we, our next internship opening is, it's a three-month internship, is January. It is in February, Jan- right? What's that? We have one coming October, November, December. Yep, and then January, February, March. So January, February, March is the next internship. You would go to... Um, you go to our website, solidcanidetraining.com. I don't even know if we have an intern. We started working. You know, no, 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 no. Email. You email us and we send you an application. That's what it is. We have, it, we have that application, but it's private. Got it. Yeah, that's what it is. So you email us um, and we send you an application. 
And um, But we're very selective. A lot of people want to intern us and we're very selective. Just to give you a heads up. And don't take it personally. Next. Eden, I want to rescue a greyhound from a local center, but I'm worried about working six to eight hours, four days a week. Is it cruel to leave your dog for this amount of time? No, that's not a bad schedule. Next. Uh, Luna and Nova, hi, you too. Much love from my Shep girls and I. Oh, hey, how are you? Marnie, cool dog. Be brave, Joelle. Drive. I'm not driving the RV. Can't do it. I'm brave in all aspects I was, of my life. I was just going to say, Joelle is an extremely brave person. An extremely brave person. And in the last year, you've really gotten beyond brave. Mm-hmm. You've really gotten in your comfort zone. Yeah. 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 So. But no RVs. But. I don't want to lie. If I crashed your RV, I would not, like, be able to live with myself. <sighs> Joelle, we have insurance. It doesn't matter. What sure if the dogs does. got hurt? What if you got hurt? What if I crash it? Okay. Well, then. Oh, well. And what if the dogs got hurt? And what if you get hurt? I feel bad, but okay, okay. at least it's not on me. <laughs> but it's not on you, though. I cannot. Nope. All right. Randy, my five-month-old boxer does great on walks with a pinch collar, but if I go back on a flat on a flat collar, he pulls. Will he ever walk well on a flat collar? So here's the question. How long have you been working on it? And why would you stop using a pinch collar other than you think it's mean? Or society's pressure? So societal society's pressure is telling you that it's that it's mean and abusive, and you're you're lazy and you're taking shortcuts. So then you decide to use a flat buckle collar. But why would you not want your life to be easier? You have to attach the leash to a collar, correct? It takes just as much time to put the flat buckle collar on as it does the prong collar. The prong collar gives you a better walk. Why would you not want to walk the dog on a prong collar? But it's five months old. You couldn't have been working on it that long. So, but our goal is not to get off tools. Our goal is to is to give you a good walk. And if a prong collar does it, so be it. Next. Um, holding on dog training. Just put a bunch of laughing, crying emojis. Which so is means that's the answer. That means she's getting banged left and right. She's getting laid. Yeah. Um, Kelly says thank you. You're welcome. Marnie, cool dog. I saw that resource guard in five minutes. I saw it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we did a we did a great one. It's the really good one was um we did it twice. The really good one was at the terrier at the end. I have that on video. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It, it was at the end. Yep. I got, like every protocol this yep. time. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll put that one up. Yeah. We got there's actually a lot of good dogs to record this one. Some seminars were just like these dogs are too well behaved. Yeah, but, but but the UF must admit they came in like freaking rock stars. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Yeah, twenty-two dogs, guys. It took like ten minutes. This is that. the thing about my seminars. Imagine this: sixty people, twenty-two dogs. All the dogs are are stacked technically in crates next to each other, and within five minutes, nobody's making any noise. Nobody. Joelle's laughing, but other than that, there's no noise. Seminars. I know you are. People are people are commenting. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "We can't believe how quiet you are." It's, I'm like, "I'm always quiet." But it's not on the podcast. But it's not only that. It's not only that. It's like I don't think they understand what your job at the seminar is. Right. Like, like I'm not up there to be like teaching. Right. Exactly. Your job is to document and to yeah. help. Yeah. yeah. It's not to teach. No. Yeah. I know. It's your show. It's my show. You right. Can have it. Yes. Like, but but that's but that's also your role. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your role. Yeah. So 
yeah, with, with this show is different. It's like, it's, it's, it's interactive. It's yeah. interactive. Next. But even when shadows come to, though, my role is to, like, be teacher, but they're still like, you're really quiet. Like, yeah. yeah but when people Work. meet, when people <laughs> meet, it's when people do Skypes with me, they're like, oh, you're not going to yell you're at me? You're swearing at me? <laughs> you're not going to yell at me? I'm like, why would I yell at you? <laughs> because well, you yell on your show, and I'm like, that's an entertainment the girl show. Was disappointed. They're like, oh, I have to deal with toned down, Jeff. Yes, I paid for toned down. Yes, diluted. Yes, Emily. Hey, Jeff and Joel. I'm sitting here practicing random hearing alerts with my service dog in training. He puts a paw on my knee when my IV or feeding pump alarms. He's doing so great. Thanks for all your free content. Awesome, awesome, cool. Kudos to you, Next. Jacqueline. When will you be back in Maryland? Did we schedule? You know, okay. no, we didn't, but um, we'll, we'll, Frederick, Maryland, we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back in 2020. Frederick, Maryland's been very good mm. to us. Next. Ginger, is there such a thing as showing too much affection? My husband spends about half an hour on the floor with his English setter on his lap every evening. What was that noise? That was the wind going in through the blinds. Um, this is the thing. It's like, 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 that's not too much affection, but hopefully your husband's doing something, other things with the dog. And hopefully the, you're getting four times as much affection, okay, because you're a human. And then also, what's the behavior of the dog? And are there be any behavioral issues? But that's not too much affection at all. Next. Midgey. Hi, guys. Thanks for all you do. Two-year-old, 13-pound Maltese barks excessively. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to correct such a small dog? A bark collar is fine or a bonker. So if you're in the room with a dog that it's barking, make yourself a bonker. All it is is a cotton towel. And all you do is you just say no, boom, throw it right at the dog or get a bark collar. Next. Um, Monica, hey, tickets to Anchorage are super cheap. What is different about the seminar since it says e-collar training? They're not super cheap. They're the same price. Better go check. <laughs> yeah, they should be the same price. All my seminars are the same price. Canadian seminars are different. I better go check. Yeah, you better check. Check right now. Emily, why do you think some countries have banned prong collars and e-collars? I personally think it is stupid, but I'm not the lawmaker. Um, this is it. It's it's not because they're harming dogs. It's not because they're barbaric. It's because a bunch of people have decided to, who don't want you to actually own a dog, um, are, ye- are yelling and screaming um, about it. And... Um, uh, that's pretty much what it is. And they have the ear and the yell and scream. And they, um, no, same price. Same price. No, seminars are the same price as everything else. Hmm. Tickets. Um, so that's probably why. Yep, working spots are $500. Audit tickets are $375. That's the exact same price as I think it's all even, my other ones. If you go back, it says 200 is the starting. Go back to whatever. Yeah, that's because that's a private one-on-one session. $200. Um. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're looking at, though. Yeah, but, but you have to click on click on the actual tickets. But it's the exact same price. All my seminars are the same price. The Canadian ones are... The U.S. price ends up being a little bit less um, because of the, of, the mon- of the money. Next. She said, oops, I meant plane tickets. Sorry. Plane tickets to the seminar. To Alaska are cheap? Really? We're going to have to get on but those. I, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> Why, why would you bring up e-collar training and then plane tickets in the same conversation? I don't, I don't know. know. We have to buy our plane tickets to Alaska anyway. That's soon. And Vancouver. I know. I'm going to be gone like that whole month. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
because I go on vacation and. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mackenzie says thanks. You're welcome. Sophia, hi from Sydney. Hopefully, I can visit the U.S. and come to a seminar next. Yeah, year. or I get up to Brisbane next. Glenn, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Glenn. Misty, crate training a five-year-old pit boxer rescue. She winds and digs in the crate at night. Advice, I've had dogs before, but never a rescue. Thanks. Love your content. The rescue has nothing to do with it. This is not a rescue dog behavior. This is a dog behavior. Get yourself a shot collar. When the dog does it, you correct it for doing it. Next. Um, Glenn, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And on that note, as far as correcting it, for all the people out there that will say that it's that it will create a negative association with the crate, so you shouldn't apply a punisher to a dog in a crate, you're being lied to and you're spreading lies. If that is 100% false information, we have never seen it. I've done it thousands of times successfully. People on my podcast have done it. And you need to listen to the narrative. The issue is people don't listen to the narrative. And this is the narrative. The guest, who was, what's her name? Who asked me that question? Um, Misty. Misty. She said, she just came on this show and said the dog whines and digs in the crate. The dog already has a negative association with the crate. I have not given my advice yet. The negative, the, the the dog's behavior is happening before my advice is presented. This is what people seem to forget about. Like, hey Jeff, my dog is perfectly behaved in the crate. Oh, well, in the middle of the night, correct it. That wouldn't make sense, nor would I say that. So people need to start thinking more with their heads when they're listening to advice and going, that doesn't make sense to me. The dog's already displaying this bad behavior. So maybe Jeff's on to something next. Dre says, hi, Jaking. Hey, what's up, Dre? Edgars, hello. Thank you for your free videos. I have a 19-month-old Mal. He is a working dog. Are you going to make a Belgian Malinois playlist on YouTube? No, I'm not. So what I would do is I would start following a bunch of sport dog trainers uh, and working dog trainers and because that's what their that's what their market is. Next. Scaredy Floof, is there information about Monday private sessions after seminar somewhere? It's on the actual seminar um, if you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, it's um, under tickets. You can actually pick. Um, you can actually pick that as an option. Next. Holding on dog training. The seminars are the bomb. Seeing, listening, and witnessing is way better in real life. Nothing like it. Can't wait to go again in August. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you coming up to Providence. Woohoo! Next. Where are we gonna take her? I don't know. I'm gonna take Ashley out. All right. Cool. Wanna go out to dinner, Ashley? Yeah. Why don't you the two of you go out? Show you the town. Next. I don't really go anywhere. Monica says, oops, I meant, I already read that. Yep. Um, she said, yes, from where I live. I was just thinking of coming over since it would be so fun. Awesome. Balancedogtraining.com. Thanks for all the great content. You're a voice of reason in the industry. Thank you so much. I'd like to think so. And I am like to think I'm making it easier for everybody else to also put information out there. Because I'll take all the shit from everybody. I don't mind. But the truth needs to be told. The lies have to stop. Well, I shouldn't say that. The lies are still going to be out there, but people need to understand that they are lies. They're outright blatant lies. Most of the stuff out there about dog training is a lie. Next. 
Roger, two-year-old male pit, is e-collar trained to basics. He has a habit of getting overly excited when I get home. Mm-hmm. To the point at times that he lowers to the floor, belly crawls towards me, and happy peas. Why, I can picture that exact thing in my mind because we had a dog that did the same thing. You personally or the training center did? No, we. she just went home. We had her for like three weeks. Which one? Um, Minnie. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little pity. So, was that a question? Yeah. Okay, so... It could be the way you look. That doesn't mean like you're good looking or ugly. What it means is when you come in the door, what's it look like? What are you looking like? Your facial expressions say a lot. Your body language says a lot. Number two, crate. Are you crating your dog when you're not home? When you come to, when you come home, your dog's in a crate, and then you can come home, settle your stuff, walk up to the crate, no voice, let your dog out, and then go outside to go to the bathroom. Next. Um, Misty, thank you. I'll purchase one. I wasn't sure if it was rescue behavior or not. Sorry for the misunderstanding. No, 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 don't apologize. Don't, don't, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just, I'm just, and I'm not mad. I'm just passionate as fuck. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, don't, don't ever, no one needs to ever apologize to me. The, the thing is, so many people throw the rescue card out there. And I'm just, it's really important that people understand that it has nothing to do with it. Zero. I can't tell you how many people have said, no, the history of the dog, it has a lot to do with it. No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with how you stop an unwanted behavior. Zero. Absolutely nada. Next. Um, P. Gammon, will you ever come to the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area? Um, yeah. I'm going to be in Ocala. Are you? Well, no, where's Orlando? Where's where's Ashley? Pearson. Pearson? That's not near Ocala. Oh, sorry. Pearson. Ocala's Panhandle. Oh, that's right. Duh. I think I was looking over there for a seminar. Um, I'm going to be in Pearson, which is an hour... An hour An hour away from, no, from Fort Lauderdale. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So in February 2020, Jeff Gelman seminars. Next. Kate, three-year-old shepherd cattle mix, goes on high alert on walks at night and crazy over bunnies. Prong collar helps, but if she sees it before I do, yep. she will still whine, yipe, pull, lunge. Yep. Why and how to stop? Why? Because that's what dogs do. <laughs> There's your answer to that. Your dog is overly aroused, and, and that's what dogs do when they're overly aroused. Um, what she'll do is I would switch to remote collar remote collar training um also have the prong on also start recognizing the beginning stages of arousal the beginning stages of arousal and then apply a correction a punisher um at the very beginning don't wait till the dog um escalates so if if the dog immediately like triggers on it no correct don't wait till the whining if if you can catch the whining that's as close as you can get to it get the whining next Mm, Emily, how do you know a trainer is a good trainer? Um, you don't. You don't know um, until you know. So, and is it a good trainer for you? Is it a good trainer for you? So, there's a couple of questions. Is it a good trainer? And is it a good trainer for you? And is it a good trainer for your for your dog's behavior? Because there's a lot of good trainers out there, but they're not. But they don't know. Like, in other words, there's a there's great agility trainers. They don't know anything about rehabbing aggression. There's great bite work trainers. 
they don't know anything about rehabbing aggression because that's not what their gig is. They're, they're working dogs in drive to increase their biting. They tend to not decrease things. Um, so start out with their social media, go through all their stuff, um, look for as many before and after videos, see what their philosophy is. Just because they use certain tools, that doesn't make them good. Just because they went to one of my seminars doesn't make them good. Um, everybody, so every trainer sort of stands on their own. They pretty much stand on their own. So um, just do as much due diligence as you can. And then also, you've got to make sure that that trainer has the mm-hmm. skill set to work with the dog, the, your certain dog's, your dog's behavior. Next. Hold on, dog training. Joelle, we can get coffee. Yes, I'll take you to seven stars. They have really good coffee. Nice. Luna and Nova, I know I've already commented, but I just want to thank you for your approach to training being no BS. It's a rare find. It means a lot. Joelle, my name is Ashley, and I'm totally down for dinner. <laughs> I'll take you out too, Ashley. Get the whole Ashley gang. <laughs> Come on to Providence. Only if you're a non-smoker. You and only if you're a non-smoker and you're having lots of sex. <laughs> yeah. And you can put up with my food restrictions. Yes. Janie, my burner is doing very well in her duration work. Up to one to two hours in place now. She's awesome. still getting overexcited, though, once we get the break command. Do you correct that? Um, I mean, it depends. It depends on your philosophy. I mean, for me, when I say break, we're doing... My dogs get overexcited, but we're also going outside. So you can always keep a leash on the dog and then correct that if you want to. Next. Edgar, okay, Jeff, thanks. Your videos help me a lot. E-collar works brilliant. He still hates the postman and whines a lot at the beginning of the walk because of excitement, but he's getting better. So, okay, this is the thing, Edgar, okay? (laughs) You don't need to get him to like the postman, but he's not allowed to act like a dick. Just work on that. Just work on that. Next. Edgar's, I'm from the UK. They're trying to ban e-collars. Yes, they are. I'm very familiar with what goes on in the UK. Um... Uh, because of because of I'm doing seminars over there, and and this is the thing: is owners need to stand up and fight for their rights. You guys already lost your freaking hunt dogs. You, you lost all your you lost all your fox hunts. All right. What you need to do is you need to stand up for your rights to be able to train the way you want to, and you need to stop all these liars from yelling and screaming and making decisions through your government to ban tools. That's what it's going to take. Next. Um, Miss Siot, new pup two days ago, about nine months old. Two other dogs in the house already, and new pup already food aggressive. Holds a dog? It doesn't say. About, oh, about nine months. Oh, that's not a pup anymore. It's a dog. So I've got a, I've got a, uh, a video on resource guarding. You can mm-hmm. stop that, teaching the out command. We'll get that video up. Let's get that video up pretty quick. Out? Yeah, um, yeah the resource guarding the, the, at the end of the seminar, that one seminar I did. Let's get give that over to um, Zoe. So, unless you want to do it, but, you know. Well, I was going to sit down with her and, like... Good. I don't want to just send it to her. Maybe. Right. No, no, of course not. Of course so not. Yeah, we'll talk about the narrative and stuff. Excellent. Next. Uh, P. Gammons is sweet. I'll be there. Are you inviting yourself to dinner, too? Well, your name has to be Ashley, though. Right. I only take Ashley's to dinner. Next. Um, Key MD. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Is it a good idea to have my two bullies play with a tug toy together? I have no idea. <laughs> if it leads to a death match, no. If you can say out and they both drop it and walk away, yes. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know your skill set. I don't know the dog skill set. But is it okay for two dogs to play tug? 
Yes, if it never leads to a fight. And if you can get them to stop, boom, like that. Next. Luna and Nova, does it count if I vape but still have plenty of human fun? And who says I'm not going to show up in Vegas? <laughs> you can come to Vegas. Come to Vegas. Take you to dinner there, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like Sugar Mama. You could actually you. buy a ticket. We actually have a ticket to go out to. You could actually buy a ticket for dinner with us. Oh, you are doing that. I think I did. Ooh, dinner with Jeff and Joelle? I think I did already. Did you? I don't know. Let me check. That'll be fun. You didn't do, like, the breakfast thing, though, right? Um, We're trying to do, like, a breakfast thing. I've been making some killer breakfast this trip, you guys. We haven't even been IGing them because we eat it so quick. <laughs> I haven't taken one photo. I've been making omelets every day and, like, these killer breakfast sandwiches. I can cook a good breakfast, right? Yeah, you've been delicious. My lunch is Don't ask me for dinner or lunch. <laughs> That's what I take. Don't ask me to make the coffee. <laughs> That's what I take care of. Them French press but I can make breakfast. Those French press iced coffees have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. Next. Um, Dre, I've trained and my Doberman from one from day one and fully off leash trained now, but having problems getting him any kind of drive outside of working. All he wants to do is work. Any tips for play drive? With getting the dog out of drive? <clears throat> out of work mode. Oh, but what about, play? he wants to do play he drive? He wants him to play. Oh, he wants to play? Well, you could, I mean, sort of play a game with him. I mean, so I'm really good, I'm really good at, at, at taking drivey dogs. So dri- in, increasing drive is not my level of expertise. That's not what I do. I don't decrease drive. What I do is I install off switches on dogs. So I take drivey dogs and then I, I get them to be calm. So I can teach you how to get the dog to be calm, but but your play drive can also be work mode. So I'm not quite sure what you want to accomplish, though. Mm-hmm. You would just want to play chuck it with your dog? Help me out here, Trey. Next. Okay, how do I socialize adult dogs that have had virtually no interaction with other pups? Thank you in advance. So I don't know your skill set. I don't know the dog's behavior. I don't know, I don't know um, the dogs you're going to be meeting or the other humans that are going to be involved. Ideally, you want to find a structured socialization group that with somebody that knows exactly what they're doing. What you can start doing is going for walks, structured walks, with other people and their dogs. So you can look for that next. Key MD, okay. Yes, they do stop when I say no or I say out. Thank you. Beautiful. Then you're all set. Next. Monica. So I increased the levels on e-collar for obedience. I had trouble figuring out, but just going with it and watching my dog. Turns out now my dog walks better on the leash, just pronged too. Beautiful. Yep. Proud of you. I'm glad you I'm glad you troubleshooted that on your own. Next. Chantel. One-year-old GSD, great on walks, heals well, but if anyone else walks her or even holds the leash while I'm there, she freaks out. We correct with prong, make her walk anyway, but she still freaks. Ideas? Yeah, I mean, the dog has got some, it sounds like some separation issues from you. So you could bonk all that arousal, you can correct, start you start working on it slowly. I mean, you also, what I would say is, what's your relationship with your dog? And most people say, oh my God, it's great, it's loving, the dog follows me everywhere, and I'm like, that's the problem. So can you, do you have any separation from your dog? Can your dog do duration away from you and not follow you around it a ton? Next. Clink, Compton. Oh my God, I haven't heard from you in forever, Clink. What protocol do I do for dog aggression reaction at sight of other dogs when in fenced yard and in car only? 
On walks, he is submissive, whines, insecure since being attacked by off-leash dogs. So when he's, if he's going nuts in the car and nuts in the yard, that would be a high-level um, e-cow correction to stop the nonsense. Next. Edgar, thank you. I hope to get on your seminar one day. We'll check you out in the UK next. Awesome. Awesome. We'll check when you're in the UK. Yeah, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I need to find a location. I definitely have one in Scotland. I might have one over in, in, in England. Next. Oh, we're doing Scotland? It's not not for sure. Hmm. Catherine, I know you are heading to Vancouver, Canada. Are you ever planning a seminar in Calgary? Nope. Nothing not well, I mean I nothing in two thousand and nineteen. Um I you know, I guess I could, but nothing nothing yet. There's nothing yet. Next. Catherine, Andy, hey guys, suggestions on how to build confidence as a handler? As a handler? Mm-hmm. Work lots and lots of dogs. Don't work dogs above your skill set. Learn as many skill sets as you can. Learn all the different tools. Um, learn how to read dogs, not through a book, but through hands-on experience. Um, do a shadow program or an intern program with somebody that's very, very knowledgeable. Um, that's, that's, that's a good start. Next. Dre, he only wants to work in always calm, mellow mode. I can get him to fetch the ball like four times, then he oh, wants to go back to doing tasks. Got it, got it. So, wh- the, I don't know. Dre, that's not my skill set, man. So, that's not my skill set. So, I'm the guy that stops behaviors. So, what I would do is I would jump onto some working dog groups and start looking for some people um, that can help you on that. Sport dog or working dog groups. Next. Jeannie, is it bad for your puppy to happily bite the leash a little on a walk? It's not pulling. Oh, God. Sorry, that question almost put me to sleep. Um, is it bad? I think that it could lead to some um, some unwanted behaviors. So I would stop it. Next. Um, P. Gammon. Haha, wish my name was Ashley, but I meant I'll be at the Piers in Florida seminar. Oh, that's okay. Cool. See you there. See you there. Next. Um, Simply Marissa. I have a three-year-old Yorkie, and now I have a six-month Labradoodle. I've had them separated with gate four months, and I can't do it anymore. Not enjoying my dogs. How can I socialize these two? I don't know your skill set, and I don't know the dog's behavior. Start with... So that, that has a lot to do with it. So I'd like to think that... Two dogs living in your house. What the other one's how old? Six months? Four month a six month Labradoodle, three year old Yorkie. Yeah, so I mean the six month of Labradoodle should be socialized social enough historically, but start taking them for structured walks. Start with structured walks, start with duration place, and then get them together but know how to stop nonsense. And I wouldn't be surprised if that little Yorkie was probably an instigator of bad behavior. But then you also have to watch out for the size difference. Next. Clink, yeah, I missed you guys in Canton. Had a scare facing an amputation surgery on dog's front paw. End of story, didn't need it. um, Good. Because it's an outside dog and completely discontinued. Says a couple vets after many calls. Couple vets after many Mm. calls. Um, Sorry about that. Justin says, thoughts on AKC Canine Good Citizen Certificate? I mean, not much. I mean, I think it's a false sense that your dog knows anything. I mean... I know dogs that have got that certificate and, like, bite people. So they bite dogs. They get into dog fights. They chase after kids and bite them. They they got just as many bad behaviors as every other dog. I mean, I get a lot of people that are like, my dog's biting my kids. I don't understand. It has its AKC good good canine citizen. Like, but, but I mean, 
you know, should you go get one? I mean, none of my dogs have one, nor do I have an interest in getting one. But that doesn't make it wrong for your dog to have one or wrong for you to want to have one. So, um, but don't think of it as like the final frontier. And don't don't think your dog is all that greatly behaved because it does have one. Um, because your dog might get one this week, but its behavior might change in three months. So, so, you know, again, to me, I mean, I don't see the value in it, but that's just me. Big deal. Who cares? That's just my, that's just my opinion. Next. Andy, just learned about humanizing my dog. Makes a lot of sense. How do you dehumanize? It's not that you dehumanize the dog. It's that you just stop humanizing the dog. So I don't want you to dehumanize the dog. I want you just to stop humanizing the dog. Therefore, we're all set. Next. Clink says outside digit. I don't know what that is in regards his, to. His paw. His outside finger. Oh, got right. it. Um, that's it right now. That's it? That's okay. It's a one-hour show. We're going to head out because we have to go meet for dinner anyway. I think a one-hour show is enough. Yeah. So, all right, guys. It's been Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Go to Jeff Gelman Seminars. Go to Solid Canine Training. Um... Uh, uh, .com, um, jeffgelmanseminars.com, and see all the work. We've got a big night ahead of us still. We're just starting out here. It's only 5 o'clock, so a lot of things we got to get done. All right, mail in love with you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye.